everybody, welcome back to Big Bike BMX Podcast. And we're getting ready here for part two of the Todd Lyons interview. Craig and I had such a blast talking with Todd. We actually talked for three hours. So this is part two of that conversation. And in this interview, he talks about the, the POW house, what that was like a little bit. Um, one of the fascinating things is he talks about the life cycle of designing a bike. It doesn't just happen, uh, you know, in a couple months. It's actually a, quite a, a large process. So um, when you're listening to that, kind of pay attention to the timeline because it's really interesting to hear like at what part of the year uh, different things are happening. So, you know, like bikes that we're, we're, we're seeing that are just launching right now, like the, you know, currently in our timeline in, in, in the world right now, they just released the PK Ripper uh, 27.5, the Money Lynch and the, uh, the Dub Ripper. But those bikes actually were designed months and months ago. And he kind of talked about a little bit of that in part one, but this is really interesting to hear about the whole process there. Uh, talks a lot about the the rideouts and and some of the the fun times he's had on rideouts, uh, and then he dropped some pretty pretty cool stuff about uh, what we're going to see uh, the rest of the year here in 2020 uh, with the 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 bikes that are coming out. Um, gives a little bit like some some pretty good previews on some of that stuff. Actually shows you a couple of parts, um, so that's pretty fascinating. So uh, you know, grab your favorite beverage and uh, enjoy this interview with Craig and I and Mr. Todd Lyons, director of SC Bikes. Speaking of uh, interesting rides, Todd, I mean, it's pretty incredible. A 30-year-plus career, right? Through the highs and lows of the industry and the sport, did you ever feel or did you have any inclination that you would ride all those waves of up and ups and downs and, and make this a career since day one to today? I mean, was there any, like, doubt, like, man, am I going to weather this or, or what? Because you've well, taken it from the genesis all the way through. Well, um, we – I mean – we never knew what the fuck was going to happen, you know, <laughs> like, like as far as, you know, BMX booming or not booming, you know, I mean, you don't know. Um, but I've got, and I'll actually, I was thinking about reposting it. You know, I posted like probably five years ago. Um, uh, it was one of my high school, you know, it was the, every week in high school, we get a question, you'd answer or whatever. And it was like, what do you see yourself doing in five years, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, you know? And right about now, it said, like, you know, what I wrote back in 1989 of what I would be doing in 2020 or 2015 said, like, you know, I hope to be working in the bicycle industry, a wife, two kids, well, I only have one kid, and it says, a chill job where I get to travel a lot, you know, or something like that. And it was so ridiculously spot on. And I didn't strive for that. That was not like, that was my goal this whole time, but that's what I saw myself doing, you know, like I was like, Oh, that would be, you know, and that's a, it literally almost to the T, you know? Um, yeah. So, so anyway, so go the, another little kind of history thing of, of myself or BMX. So I graduated high school in 1990, moved to California um, lived in this house that was called the POW house in Westminster, which is just, just North here of, of Huntington beach, the pros of Westminster and a bunch of BMX dudes lived there. Brian Foster, Alan Foster, Chris Moeller lived there early on. Um, Jay Lawner again, who, you know, the others, anyway, it's lifetime BMXers that are still doing BMX, but anyway, it's just a kind of BMX flop house. Um, I lived there, you know, moved, out with like I think I had $750 to my name moved out and I was 18 years old and you know just wanted to ride we rode all day we you know we'd go to a race we'd all pilot we'd 
pile in like eight people in this little van and drive to Oklahoma for the ABA Grands. We, you know, the day after the ABA Grands, we'd go to Hoffman's Warehouse, ride the warehouse, and we just rode, 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 you know, and that was 1990, 91, 92, 93. The sport, the, or the, the money in BMX, there wasn't any really, you know, there was like, okay, there's a few pros, you know, but the, other than that, it's like, and I don't even think anyone even talked about what people made because it, like, basically it didn't even exist. Um, you know, so we had zero aspiration or I had zero thing of like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make it BMX. I'm going to be that next pro. It's like, I was already pro. I turned pro when I moved out here. Um, you know, I learned backflips in 1993, did them in a, in a race that same year at the ABA fall nationals in Burbank, California. So that was a, and that's kind of one of my claim to fame is what I'm the first person to ever do a backflip in, in a BMX race. I wasn't the first one to do it on dirt. You know, I was one of the first, but definitely not the first. Um, Anyway, so we had no ask. I, 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 I was going to school part time at a goal at, at, at a junior college, Golden West Community College, and uh, for quite a few years. But I was always chipping my way through school and just riding, you know. But there was no dream of, like I said, being a pro. There's no really dream at that stage of working in the industry. Um, and then in 1994, I got sponsored by Haro, and it was a full factory deal. Like I went from just barely getting by and nobody paying nobody had ever given me one dollar to ride a bike you know i had some companies i rode during those early 90s i rode for s&m for just a smidgen you know they paid entry fees and gave me frames i rode for rad accessories for a european brand called webco i rode for supercross real quick you know but it was like literally they'd pay my entries and give me a frame and then haro bikes offered to sponsor me and pay me 500 and basically all expenses paid to any races and jump contests that was 1994. So I for them for 94, 95, 96. Haro sponsored me. Like I said, they paid me 500 bucks a month the first year, 1,000 bucks a month the third, second year, and 1,500 bucks a month the third year. And during going into that third year, then I got a co-sponsorship from Arnett Sunglasses paying me like 300 bucks a month. Uh, you know, tire company paying me, you know, specialized, I think actually I pay, paid me a couple hundred bucks a month. Um, I'm drawing a blank, but, uh, and then a few other co-sponsors. And then, Going into that fourth year on Huffy, I'm sorry, on Haro, they didn't offer me any pay raise. So I got 500, 1,000, 1,500. Then going fourth year, they said, well, we think you've met your, your, you're at your market, market potential, you know. So we're, gonna, we're not going to up your salary. And then out of nowhere, I get a call from Huffy. They want to pay me 2,500 bucks a month. So, it's, you know, so I didn't even negotiate with Haro. I'm like, peace, you know. So, so. 2,500 bucks, you know, that's 30 grand a year. And this is, this is, you know, this is, ta this is a, what do they call it? When you're an independent contractor, um, you know, the taxes aren't taken out of it, you know? So um, anyway, so, you know, and then when Huffy sponsored me and they ended up sponsoring me for five years and, you know, I made 2,500 bucks the first year. And I think by the third year, fifth year, I made like $3,000 a month. They I never really got big, big pay raises, but I had, Jinko paying me 1700 bucks a month you know Arnett sunglasses ended up paying me 500 bucks a month knucklebone helmets and plaids were paying me 500 bucks a month um you know uh, anyway so so I was making you know decent money right riding riding my bike uh all the way through to the late 90s uh and into 2001 and then in 2000 after at the end of 2001 I got dropped by Huffy you know they they were having financial troubles so they dropped me and a lot of my other co-sponsors dropped me so in 2002, I went from making, you know, the year before in 2001, I made $96,000. And then in 2002, at the end of the year, I made $22,000, you know, so it was a huge reality check. 
But to take the, to take one step back, when I got dropped by Huffy, and I remember calling different bike brands saying, "Hey, I'll drive your truck. I'll do whatever." Like I wanted to work in the industry, and nothing was there. You know, so I went so I went back to school full time at Cal State Fullerton, which I had never gone to school full time. I went to the junior college for literally almost a decade. I just was always chipping away at a couple of classes. And once basically the dream was over, you know, that's when I was like, well, I guess, I guess it's over. You know, I just, I made 90 plus thousand dollars, you know, and this is 1990s, you know, which is, you know, which is good money then it's good money now. But, um, and so in 2002, after I basically lost all my sponsors, I, like I said, went, went to school full-time at Cal State Fullerton. I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is, this is chap next chapter. And like I said, at the end of 2002, I see online that, oh, SE's back. And that's the story I started with and got my, you know, started riding for SE and I still was going to school and I was riding for him. And then when it came to being that I was able to work for him, I stopped going to school and I was, you know, I was about a semester and a half away from finishing my marketing degree. And that's exactly, you know, what I do now, is, you know, marketing marketing and, 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 and product development. So anyway, that, that's my history of, you know, when you were asking where I knew, did I know this or this was going to happen? And I chased it. No, it, I just kind of was, I, I made, I made, I made, I made shit happen. <laughs> Definitely. I mean, that's what I was getting at too. It's like, here, here you are today and you look back, it's like, man, it could have taken so many different turns. It could have been, you know, go, go through college, marketing degree, you're at XYZ company, but you lasted in the industry and here you are, well, you know, it, it, it's incredible. It, it's a journey of just like, not chance, but it's, you know, what you created and it's, it's yeah, awesome. but, but everyone, you know, one of the things I always say is you're in control of your own destiny. You know, anyone that's like, Oh, my life sucks. Blah, blah. It's like fucking turn it around. You, you know, there's right. one person in control, but anyway, but not, not, everyone's like that, you know, you, you know, you with you know, your house or family or whatever, you know, you, you made all the decisions to get to there, you know, just like Isaac, you know, everyone's in control of, you know, what, you know, what's going to happen. And, and, and there's, you know, there is, you know, you know, luck, but there's also putting yourself in the right place to, to achieve that luck, you know, like, like, for example, like when I saw and be like, I, I remember it verbatim, you know, reading on online on this website called, that was called BMX mania that, SE's back, you know, and it said Billy Feimster is running, going to run the run the program, and and I don't know if you remember F and S pedals, but his dad, his parents like owned F and S. They sponsored me like in the late '80s, early '90s. And, um, anyway, so point point being, I was like, oh fuck, I haven't talked to Billy in like eight years, you know. So if I didn't contact him, you know, you know, anyway, and then if I didn't go to Interbike to go meet the president of the company and. You know, and, and then and then if I didn't assert myself with letting them know how bad their bike sucked for the year and a half, you know, like, you know, <laughs> so uh, two, two, two more. One thing I want to say quick. Um, one is we'll talk about it in a second. My, my title. I remember I heard your guys as a podcast. <laughs> Did you hear that? We'll Did talk about my, my title. Yeah, let's let's yeah. clarify that. Well, no, we'll talk about my title <laughs> in a second. But um, okay. uh, oh, God, what was it? I'm forgetting what I was going to say right before that. What were we just talking about? Um, Career path, the 30 years of uh, making your own way. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I'm drawing a blank. All right, we'll talk about the title thing. Um, so, yeah, so I got hired, you know, as really two things, product manager and brand manager. And I think they they wanted to call me the product manager because one of the first things I did was being in Taiwan specking bikes. And I was like, I don't, you know, but I was, it was so new to me. And, and I really, 
I really followed, you know, that guy at Fuji that did it the year before, you know, I traveled to him to Taiwan with him multiple times and he really showed me the ropes, you know, um, with just what to do, not about how to spec a BMX bike. Cause he clearly didn't know how to spec a BMX bike, <laughs> you know, but, but showed me the ropes of just how to write the spec, how to talk with the vendors, how to negotiate pricing. It's like, you know, anyway, you, you got to think there's like, I don't know, 52 different line items of a part on a bike you know there's the spoke nipples there's the spokes there's the hubs there's the axle there's the cranks there's the crank bolts there's the pedals there's the grips there's the brake cable there's the brake there's a brake lever you know everything has to have you got to know what's going on that bike anyway so it was a huge learning curve but anyway i always liked calling i mean i've always done both i've always been the product manager and a product manager is somebody who goes typically to asia doesn't have to go to asia but but is meeting with vendors meeting with all the companies that make all the parts meeting with the factories um deciding all the parts that go onto the bike designing parts that go onto the bike you know uh and then the colors and graphics you know i'm not we we i'm not an I'm not an engineer, so I'm not doing CAD drawings of frames, but I'm telling the engineer what I want in the frame, you know, what I want the frame to look like. He's doing the drawing. Just like I'm not a, um, a graphic artist. So, you know, the bike behind you, you know, the, the, the Arctic white big gripper, you know, I didn't do all the artwork for that. I told our graphic art artist what I wanted. And then he, he also will have his own, you know, own designs. And then, I, you know, I, I kind of narrow it down and we, you know, we work cohesively, but every part, every color every everything you know comes through me and gets the final okay for me but anyway i didn't want to talk about being a product manager or brand manager i liked the title of brand manager better because there's a bunch of nerdy bike dudes that are product managers you know that you never see you know they're just they're working in a cubicle they go over to asia you know it's like you don't they're so behind the scenes you know and it's like i don't want to be a product product manager it just sounds you know so i i always like call myself brand manager you know which i was also because i i write you know our, our catalog our last catalog we did was like 112 pages i write every single word of that you know we don't have an, somebody else doing it. i write every single word you know every single one of those action photos i either was there, there during the photo shoot in the photo or or orchestrate or, or picking the photo to go in that spot you know every single bike in that catalog i designed you know so so it's like I've done a, I do a lot of things, but anyway, I just always thought brand manager sounded cooler, you know, um, than if I had to pick between the two. But just recently, um, I was given a new title, or you know, I don't think I was, I, I guess, prom promoted or whatever. But I, I'm now the SE. You're, you're hearing it first. I'm the SE director. So so now I'm, yeah, call call them. The, I mean, but it's really just a change of title because it's like I, I I was doing all that shit before, you know. Is it Mr. Director now? Should we should we change our? Uh... <laughs> it's That's the awesome. uh, congratulations, yeah. man. Yeah, thanks. But yeah, but it's it's always been kind of weird because like I'll see somebody like get hired as a product manager or a brand manager at another company. It's like man, I've been doing this fifteen years. It's like you know, and so so I've always known that I had more clout than just being like you know hired off the street as a product manager, or brand manager, you know, and 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 it's yeah, it's fun. Uh, I mean. That's it's fun, like kind of having a little bit of control of of everything. I mean, it, we you got to admit though. I mean, it, it's when you when you think of SE now, you think Todd Lyons. Like it's just you're you're SE. You're the the you you've been the figurehead for SE for for quite a while. So well deserved and, and congratulations, one hundred percent. But um, kind of 
we, we were kind of going back and forth last night and this, this ties into like the attention to detail. I mean, that's, that's some, that's a theme that I've, I've, I've seen from SE <laughs> from the get go. And it's like, even last night I was like, man, I'm gonna look around and see, see what I can see on this, <laughs> this Perry Kramer because I, there's hidden, there's hidden shit all over these bikes. Um, that you just, you don't maybe, you don't pick up when you just see it online on your website or, you know, if, if good example, dude, my bike, um, you know, when I picked it up, like we, we filmed, I, I mean, I filmed them building it, Sean over at Phoenix bike company built it up, throw the pads on it. I didn't take the stem, the stem pad off. <laughs> and when I got home until last night and I'm like, there's an SE logo. Craig. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give you a little, a little bit of advice here, Craig, when you pick your bike and you build it. Um, look under the stem because there's an SE logo underneath the stem. So if you want to run it upside down, like got the same one right here. So an it, Arctic white man, take a look right under the hood. Boom. <laughs> and so it's, it's like the little, the, the little details, like I, like the money, the money Lynch, uh, the, the beast mode, the new one and the, and the dub, the box on the dub. Um, like you didn't have to go and reprint the boxes. You would have sold just as many without all that stuff yeah. on there. But we, we we do, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and, and maybe half the people that buy the bike at the bike shop, then they see the picture of the box, like, "Fuck, I didn't get the box." They probably go back to the bike shop, like, "Where's my box?" One hundred percent, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's it's now it's part of the bike. Like, you you built this lure around it. What what are some of the details that that you're most proud of when you look at the bikes that you've you've designed and and handpicked? Uh, oh. Um... Well, one is get is specking Oakley B1B grips on typically one bike a year. You know, we've been doing that for, I'm going to guess, a decade. So Oakley SE Racing Team back in the late 70s was one of the first teams that Oakley sponsored. So that was our kind of connection with Oakley. And, you know, they, you know, once we started doing these retro bikes, we got a whole, we got in connection with Oakley. And, you know, we work, you know, we've actually done Oakley gloves, SE, SE Oakley collaboration gloves. We've done SE Oakley frog skin sunglasses like a decade ago for our 30 year anniversary. And then this past year, you know, we did the SE Oakley wind jackets, you know, those big ass glasses I wear. Um, you know, that was another collaboration sunglasses, but those actually aren't even available for sale. It's kind of hard to explain, but, you know, there's only like 200 of those in the world um anyway that that's cool you know no no other brands are specking oakley grips and, and we're able to do it each year i'm gonna show i'm go. gonna show uh i pulled the grips off of my bike because i didn't <laughs> i was gonna say I something. Didn't, uh, yeah like here's the thing dude i didn't want to even touch them because they're <laughs> such an iconic thing for me so if you're watching on the youtube stream or on the, the youtube channel these are the so, like, these are the grips yeah. right here so if you got good eyes or actually short close to the camera at the end the end the, the, the end of, it actually says 2010 that was the first year they brought them out i think it says 2010 in the i can't see it i can't my, i don't got glasses on craig can you see it Oakley oh, b1b yeah but on the inside on the inside is really slightly but stamped 2010 and they did that so people it didn't ruin the value of the old grips you know the actual collectability of the old grips. so the first year they brought them back was 2010 you guys did that with the Stu Thompson ODIs, right? Um, no, Stu. Well, Stu. Yeah, Stu Thompson is is the ODI mushroom, but with Stu's signature. Which you know, back in the '80s, 
they had a whole series of signature grips with the top pros. Let me see if I can get um, that so, on there. It's it's literally I can see it. It's right. Yeah. My, <laughs> yeah, my the finger, glare has. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Now there's a glare on there. If you can oh, see there, my finger is. It says. Go buy uh, an SE bike with B1Bs on it and you can see for yourself. Yeah. Well, it's funny. It's like, it's like well, here's what you do. You buy a bike with the, Oak, with the Oakley, uh, the SE, or the Oakley B1Bs, and then you sell those grips for 150 bucks on eBay and you just got 150 bucks off your bike, you know? <laughs> right. You know, I mean, that, that, that you know. I mean, that's going on, dude. Craig, Craig, did you did you actually you took the grips off your your Arctic White last yeah, night? You know, at, it was awesome Todd's advice, right? Right. Last night we were talking about and Todd posted the details. You know, it's all <laughs> in the details. So what you know, his advice was, man, you got to see what's under the grips. So you know, I, I go out in the garage and I, I pull that grip off the Arctic White, and and uh, you know, sure as shit, right underneath there was a there's a little etching on the end of the bars. It was a promo code saying for a free. SE bike contact Todd Lyons so you know because I know Todd you know just from his his media uh, social media he loves when people <laughs> ask him how do I get a free bike well now I'm telling you guys there's the golden nugget there's the ticket yep, right there, there you go Let's get a hold of Todd and ask him what it takes how many likes how many likes how, oh, dude, God, how many how many of this for yeah. real, dude how many times a day do you get asked can I have a free bike that's got to be the most annoying thing ever yeah it well the the how many likes for free for a free bike or that kind of went away i don't know that's some weird like internet trend or whatever but that went away but but yeah it's i mean it's whether it's just a random kid hey can i get a free bike or one of my high school friends or somebody or somebody my my friends that i, I really don't talk haven't talked to in a decade hey buddy what it, it, the best is on facebook or, or actually instagram too but when you can read the first like sentence and a half Hey, buddy, what's up? I was just wondering, you know, it's like, you know, I do not even open those. I don't even read them. I don't look at, you know, you know, so, yeah. So, yeah, because I know, I know, I know what the next question could be. Just yeah. wondering if I can get a bike or, and they're not always even looking, not, you know, not all my old friends are like looking for a free bike, you know, but they just want to buy one, you know, but they of course want to buy it at a discount and then don't know. It's like, dude, we are thousands and thousands of bikes oversold. You know, I did, there's no, like, there's no bikes in the warehouse we want to get rid of. You right. Know? <laughs> you know? Right. You know, so that's yeah, so did. funny. Yeah, you did a backflip over me in nineteen, you know, ninety two. Can you yeah. give me a bike? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But well, I mean, what is cool though is seeing the messages from you know, especially a high school person, you know, more than anyone probably. But like, dude, I live in the coldest. I live in this small community in in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and there's all these kids riding into SE bikes. You know, you know, you know, you know, because they know I work for SE, but it's. You know, so it's cool. It's like this this kind of bike life and and crowd riding or group riding or kids riding bikes. It's it's not just you know obviously you guys know it's not just in the cities. You know, it's in the suburbs and 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 it's not just happening that people are riding bikes. More times than not, if there's ten riders, nine of them or ten have SE bikes. Or if they're you know, and it's just like this little crew of SE bikes. You know, and it's just. And that's kind of heartwarming, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's cool. It's, it's, you know, it's, you know, I mean, no other brand has ever done that. You know, there's, there's not a single other brand that you can, you can think that, you know, and that wasn't orchestrated by like the company or a photo shoot or something. It just happened, you know, and it's, and that's one thing that's been really cool about this whole uh, bike life boom movement 
is it happened really organically, you know, super hundred percent organically, you know, I mean, we gave a bike to D blocks. Yeah. We sponsored D blocks. Yeah. We paid D blocks, you know, but it, but it was, it's more than just D blocks, you know, and it was not like, and it's not like, and we were with D blocks from, from early before even the word bike life was being used, you know? And, and yeah, anyway, so it literally, like I was saying before, when I was talking about doing all these sales meetings and anytime I talk to anyone about the big gripper, the big gripper, it's a big BMX. It's a big, big peak error that we're making for dudes, you know, that look, that are my side, my age, you know, big, big ass dudes that are not going to ride a 20 inch. And like I said, I was saying before, out of left field, this bike life boom started, you know, these kids in the city started riding our bikes, you know, and within, within a year, you know, obviously, obviously I saw that immediately because I'm on social media and I'm, and then I started working, you know, talking on D blocks and seeing that he's sending me these, you know, so I'm knowing something's happened out there. So very quickly within a year, we created, you know, we, they're all, they're all riding the big ripper. The big ripper was a go-to bike, you know, and it's an expensive bike, especially for a you know, young kid in the city. So we created the big flyer, which is a hundred dollar, hundred $150 less price bike that we made with crazier colors and we marketed directly to these kids, you know, you know, and, and, you know, cause we get a lot of heat from the old school guys. What the fuck? What's all these crazy colors? Like this bike's not for you. You know, this, this is our rad series that we're marketing to another crowd. You know, you, you want to talk the cool shit, you know, your, your, your age stuff, you know, then look at the retro bikes. But anyway, you know, so we were quick to, quick to adapt, you know, and our first year of making the big flyer, it was our second best selling bike. You know, and I've been doing this, like I said, since 2006. And the big flyer came into the line two years ago, I think, two, so 2018. Um, so I know firsthand that when you bring a new bike to market, no matter how badass you think that bike is as the product manager or brand manager, it takes typically years until that bike starts getting some movement, you know, because it's like, you got to convince your sales reps. And this is also a little bit before social media, you know, you got to convince your sales rep how dope that bike is so they can go to the bike shop to convince that bike shop to buy it. You know, I mean, that literally was how it worked, you know? And so, you know, we'd have our sales meeting, we'd talk about these bikes, you know, give us sales meeting, sales reps, as much information as they can. I used to be in touch with our sales reps all the time, you know, so they could have all of their ammo, to go to these bike shops and get these bikes in the shops, you know, to make, you know, as a do, we're making these cool bikes, you know, blah, blah. Anyway, now fast forward to today in the last quite a few years. Now I tell the fuck, I tell the kids on social media, how bad you know, I showed this bike. They go to the shop. That shop calls the rep, the rep orders the bike, you know? So it's totally, you know, we've, you know, our, our, not that they're, that have the easy job, but our sales reps and this dealers selling SE bikes have it. I'm not going to say easy, but what they have with SE is un with unlike any other brand. They've got kids coming in there with parents whipping down the money. They want to pre-order it. They'll pay hundred percent right now just to get their name on that bike. You know, when that, when it comes in, you know, which typically, you know, uh, somebody that goes in the bike shop haggles with them. I don't know if I want this bike. I'm going to go check out this other store. And, and we've had these issues. And, and no matter how many more bikes we make, I'm literally, some of these bikes, we go, oh, shit, we're going to order. We're going to double our orders. And by the time that lands, we showed a quadruple our orders. Okay, we're going to quadruple our orders. By the time that lands, oh, shit, that wasn't enough. Like, we cannot keep up. 
you know, and what's cool about it, like I said, is it's the demand is coming from the consumers, you know, the consumers want the bike and they're not going to, and then a lot of them have been around long enough or they see their friends or they see it on social media or they see shops posting. We got them in, get in, get in here right now before they're gone. We got three left. You know, it's like the, 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 the marketing that the shops do for us is awesome. You know, and they're not doing it for us. They're doing it to let the kids know or people know that this bike isn't going to last. And, and that's, and you know, it, it's, that's what the wave we're on and it's, it's staying there, you know, and, and, and we're coming out with, cause some people are like, Oh dude, it's not going to last, you know, some naysayers, whatever, like, dude, this isn't going to last, you know, it's just a trend, but it's like, you know, every single new bike, like new unique bike we come out with, like the dub ripper or the beast mode or, you know, and we got some other new sales. Every time we bring a new unique bike in, it doesn't eat away at our other sales. It's just added sales. You know, like when we, for example, when we brought in the big flyer, which is a 29 inch version of the big, here you got the big ripper. Okay, let's bring in a less priced big flyer. We were thinking it was going to eat sales of the big ripper that next year, the big ripper went up and then, and then, and then the big flyer ended up surpassing the big ripper and being our number two. No, or I can't remember exactly, but, but yeah. So, so just, you know, more and more sales. Bro, you had people camp. You, did you, like, you had to have seen it. There was like, when was the last time you saw someone camped out <laughs> at, at a bike shop at 6am? Like it's black Friday for a bike, dude. Like that is unheard of. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. I was like, that's nuts. And it, it, like you're, you're talking about, like, I'm going to flex for a minute, dude, but Perry Kramer's like the sales rep at my bike shop where I go to. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, I, I was like, you know, I call up Sean at, at Phoenix bike company. I'm like, bro, you got to get me one of these bikes. And he's like, he flexes on me. He's like, I already wrote it. And so like, <laughs> dude, get this. Like, this is a fun little story. Like Perry comes into the shop, says like, Hey man, I got this bike. Let Sean go ride it around the block. And uh, Sean's like, well, I'm the only one here. And he goes, I'll watch the shop. And so Sean comes back after riding around the block and Perry's fixing some kid that just rolled in off the, off the, like off the street. He has his bike up on the, on the rack and like Perry's changing his tire. And I'm like, this kid has no idea who's changing his tire right now. Like, That's can you funny. imagine? He's like, yeah, you know, he just didn't know his history. You know what I mean? I'm like, like if I would have walked in that shop, dude, and PK is like changing a tire, I think I would have just passed out. I would have hyperventilated and just passed out. Like it's nuts. But, uh, so do yeah. like like talking about the future stuff like you, you know you're doing design like the the i mean there's a purple bike you posted a picture of like a purple and gray camo uh you're like hey just working on some stuff and then there's like a yellow one like dude yeah. how long does that stuff take for you to for for like concept to to when well, we ride it so typically like our our, our so, well, first of all, we are no longer going to be, this is another thing you guys are hearing first on, on your podcast, but we are no longer going to be referencing bikes by model years. Um, you know, uh, there's a long story behind that, whatever, but, but the bike shops will welcome that, you know, and, and, uh, but anyways, so, um, typically before, like we would start doing graphics of the bike, meaning I'm working with, a, you know, the our product designer or graphic designer, you know, in sometimes May, but usually June, July, I want to get those graphics over to our factory by August 1st or whatever. So then I go to our factory in September. And when I'm there in September, I'm seeing all the decal sheets, every single one for every bike, you know, and it's just on big one, big ass sheet. 
And also I'm seeing the color tubes. So the meaning when I said I did the graphics with a graphic designer, it's the graphic image of the bike, the color code of the frame, the color code of all the parts, the color code of the decals. So when I go there in September, I see, uh, like I said, the decal sheets of every bike and also color tubes of every frame and fork color. So then I can match it. I can, here's the sticker and I got to cut out each one, you know, because they're not die cut and all that yet. And sometimes you realize, ooh, that, you know, that, that purple on black, that doesn't really pop at all. You know, we're going to have to go to two shades lighter, you know, then I get the PMS book and I'm looking to, you know, change the color. So that's, that's the, one of the main purposes of that trip. Also, I finalized during that trip and I'm doing, I'm working obviously before that trip, but this is like a two week trip in, in, at our factory over in China in September, sometimes in September or October. Um, I'm also trying to finalize the spec, meaning all the parts, you know, and also frame, I'm also seeing frame frames, sample frames on that trip because I was working on frame drawings also in the summer. So anyway, point being that during that sample, that September trip, I'm confirming making last minute change or making changes to colors and graphics and also the color tubes if needed, confirming all the parts on the bike and also the, I'm seeing the sample frames. Then when I leave there, I've got, they've got about another two weeks or so until they need to submit all the order, the sample order for the complete bike. So then they, you know, all the vendors, you know, there's so many different, you know, companies that make parts, you know, it's not like, you know, you know, it's, you know, it's anyway, you know, V rubber makes the tires Intech makes the handlebars, you know, ODI makes the, I don't know if you know this, but ODI makes the Oakley grips, you know, those are actually made in America, you know, lead tech makes the stem, you know, um, you know, our factory, our factory in Asia, you know, it, it, they actually make the, the frames, the, all the aluminum, all the aluminum frames. And if there's aluminum forts and some, some, some chromoly and steel frames made are there are made there, but all the other parts are, you know, out, outsourced, you know, the, the tires are made in Thailand and the Castromax seat is made in Japan, you know, which is just you know, completely normal. You're not going to find any bike brand that, that manufactures every, every freaking part, you know? Anyway, point being that when I, then when I go back to the factory in the end of January, early February, that's typically the photo shoot. So then every bike I get there and that's the most exciting trip of them all because I get there and every bike that I started working on six months prior is there, you know, and I'm seeing it, you know, and, and I, I have to approve everything and, and over, you know, look at everything. And anyway, so, so that's the photo shoot. We do the catalog photo shoot, you know, the front, you know, front angle photo, side angle photo, rear angle, you know, but before we do the photo shoot, the photo shoot's always the last two days. And that trip is also almost two, a week and a half or two weeks because once you see the bike, you go, Oh man, that yellow seat doesn't, uh, that yellow didn't, didn't come out the way I wanted. And you, you match the color. Oh, that's the correct color code, but it just doesn't look good. You know, you know, on, on that bike. So then you're like, Oh, let's change it to black or let's, you know, you make a lot of quick changes and every change you make, you got to document it, you know, cause you got to have it done you know, officially anyway. So then you, you, you're seeing the bikes there doing, you know, doing, approving the bikes for the photo shoot. And also at that same time, we're placing our first order, you know, to the factory. So that order's placed in January. So then it's February, March, April, May. It's getting produced. Usually that first order is 120 day lead time. It's getting produced in May and it's landing in June. And do you remember when I said we started? <laughs> right. You know, in, in June, <laughs> you know, so it's, so it's, it's, it's about, I mean, you can speed stuff up, but that, that's when you're doing the entire line together, you know, like, cause that's the way we used to always do it. We're kind of changing it up now, but, 
but you do, you know, you're doing every single freaking bike. I'm doing the kids bikes, the single speed bikes, the racing bikes, the BMX freestyle bikes, the rad series bikes, the retro bikes, you know, and you also go, well, shit, that's, you know, 23 different bikes out of all the colors. That's 45 different, you know, bikes, you know, and, it, and you're trying to, you got to keep track of everything, you know, and that's why when somebody, people ask me something like, and they ask me about like, you know, the, whatever, the, the, the white big flyer last year. And I'm like, um, you know, I, cause I'm like, I, it's in my brain somewhere, but I'm already two years, you know, I'm already, you know, this year's stuff is done. And I'm already talking about, you know, thinking next year, you know, so it's, it's, it's hard. It's sometimes hard for me to, yeah, the older stuff is easy, but if it's something like a year or two ago, I, it takes me a minute to remember where, where it fits in or what color it was, you know? All I heard in that is Craig and I need to start texting you like right when we're Christmas shopping. That's like when you see Todd yeah. in China in December, <laughs> that's when you start paying attention to social media and be like, bro, yeah. a picture of that photo shoot. You oh, know, yeah, I, I, I let all kinds of little sneak peeks that, that I don't tell nobody, though. <laughs> Speaking of, because you've been letting out some pretty good sneak peeks lately on Instagram. I'm sure it ended up on Facebook, too. Um, how many... How many new models do you got coming out? I mean, we're seeing it. We're seeing the close-up, real close-up. Um, what do you um, got going on? What can you tell us? Or what, what's your well, what give, you most I'll excited I'll give you another about? thing about the, the Big Ripper. Uh, next year's Big Ripper, the gusset behind the seat tube, will be like the OG PK, which is like like uh, like Isaac's um, you know, PK 27.5 with that little plate. Yeah, The, the plate by I the wishbone? That, I love that touch. Yep, 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 yep. I'm, I'll, yes. show, I'll show pictures of that on uh, yeah. to accompany the episode. But yeah, dude, that's sick, bro. So yeah, so next, so so the big ripper will finally be kind of like you look at it. That's a PK ripper frame, you know, because that was one thing that really distinguished, you know, that the the wishbone that they have now or the other, you know, that or, you know that like it really, you know, dis differentiates itself from 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 a true PK ripper, you know. And if you look at the fat ripper, has that plate, you know, the beast mode has that plate. You know the PK twenty seven five has that plate, so it was time to you know do it do it on the on the big ripper. You know it's it's interesting. I mean, I've got to know where everything sits and fits before I start talking too much. You know, not talking to you guys now, but just in general before I let. I've got I've got to have a good balance of hyping people up, but not letting too much shit out of the bag. You know, because it's like all of a sudden you got people. Oh, dude, I heard Todd or Essie's coming out with this i'm not gonna buy you know the whatever that's in, in the shop now you know so you don't want to do that you know but but I, I i know for example i will know you know okay you know just you know kind of making this up but like okay big rippers there's only you know 600 more coming in and they're all pre-sold you know so even if i tell you what the next big ripper is going to be it doesn't matter you know it's not going to affect the big big ripper sales you know I love it when you when you put out the photos and, and you just show a very small window of something new, right? <laughs> that pisses some people off. <laughs> Dude, yeah, and you look in the and you look in the comments and everybody's like, "That's this, that's this." Oh, I see this brake cable and it's going to a disc brake. It's uh, gotta yeah, be it's, this. I mean, everybody's got their idea of what it is, yeah. and it builds some really cool hype. Yeah. I love the hype part. Yeah, it's now that that's fun. And what's really what I get excited about is when somebody goes, "Dude." you guys should come out with and they just spit something off and it's like and i'm like dude we're six months in with that i've already seen samples you know <laughs> like i just love that you know and i and and you know sometimes like oh you never know you know but i just and i know and it could be a random dude I, i'll never meet or whatever but i know that 
three months from now or six months from now or sometimes nine months from now, that dude's gonna be like, I fucking told him, I told him, you know, like, you know, and then sometimes they take, they take, they, 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 I, I do get that. Like, some people will mess with me, like, like I told you, you should have done this bike. Thanks for listening, you know, it's like, you know. Yeah, it's their idea. I'm yeah. glad I told Todd. I'm glad I told Todd about this. He finally listened to me and made something. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm okay. the dude that's always like, it's a Henderson holler. <laughs> Isaac's, Isaac's the guy that's always camped out. He was talking about earlier. He's got that shop like pit, you know, in a tent and. That's sleeping funny. bag that's awesome yeah yeah so we've we've got so before i used to love just you know uh yeah fuck we're gonna do this we're gonna do that we're gonna do this we're gonna do that you know but nowadays there's a lot of there's a lot of other brands listening <laughs> you know oh yeah Dude, you know, yeah, you so, got se has got the target, you know what I mean? And it's oh, it's yeah. it's one of those things like well, you got the target on your back, everyone's chasing you. I mean, there there wasn't, you know, and there's two ways to look at this. Yeah. So there but there wasn't any other brand, like I said, that we were like at least seven years in a row making a 29-inch big gripper that not a single other brand, you know, besides maybe framed or somebody, but they're not even on the radar, you know. So somebody anyway, so somebody's gonna go, no, no, what well, this brand made it, whatever, but but at least for the five first five years. And, you know, and it wasn't just a big ripper, also the 26 inch, nobody's really making 26. And then we make, you know, anyway, and obviously we make a 27 five plus, you know, no, I mean, a couple, one or two other brands, I think is doing that now, but we make, you know, the fat ripper, you know, no, no other brands making a fat, a fat BMX bike. Um, but anyway, but there used to, it was kind of, you know, that we just do whatever we want and say whatever we want and do, you know, because no other brands were even in the market. And that also meant that literally every single person on a big BMX bike was on an SE bike, you know? And some people be, some people recently be like, Oh man, what's up? So-and-so went to throne or so-and-so went to this or so-and-so went to that. It's like, dude, we can't, we, you know, it was cool. when a hundred percent people rode the bikes, but that can't last forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like there's other brands out there and for every, every one person getting a different brand bike, you know, there's, you know, more people riding that scene. It's like, so we can't, it's the same thing with like sponsoring people. Like we can't sponsor everyone. I, you know, that's just the way it is. You know, it's like if somebody goes and rides for another company, that's you know, it is what it is. You know. I think. I mean, for me, I think like I I enjoy seeing these other bikes. I enjoy like like for well, me, you know, I I don't mind like I like seeing the like let's say GT for example. Like I like going in the bike shop seeing GT. Problem was like I don't have any affinity for GT. You know what I mean? And like. I, it's just one of those things like there's a cult following with SE and it's more than just the bikes. Like it is, it is, there is a lifestyle around. It's, it, how do you, I mean, how do you put that into words? But it's like, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's that like Damon Dayton. It's yeah. a family, it's a family thing. Like, and you, you would like, you feel like you're, you're cheating on your roots or something. <laughs> you know, if, if you go with like, Man, I don't want to dog another brand. I really don't, yeah. and, and I know you don't either. I mean, it's it's yeah, got to yeah. feel pretty good to, to like, it's got it's got to feel pretty good to like smoke your old sponsors. You know what I mean? When you're like, look back <laughs> at Haro and be like, you know, you're catch you're, well, you're catching up to me. You know? Yeah, yeah. But the other aspect of these other brands, you know, we are stepping our game up. You know, this next year. You know, and uh, you know some of the stuff, you know you know, that we didn't do now we're doing, you know, because the other brands are doing it, you know? So, yeah. So competition, you know, always is going to make everyone better, you know? Right. So, so we welcome competition, you know, so that, I mean, that, 
you know, and it's like, you know, I couldn't believe it went that many years that nobody even touched this market. You know, it was just like, we were the only brand, you know, year after year after year. Um, so about three years ago, they brought, I, I got invited to the bicycle leadership conference, which is like this major, uh, is right before Sea Otter in Monterey, but it's uh, basically all the big wigs of all brands, Specialized, Trek, Cannondale, you know, like, you know, Mike Sinyard, like the, the head honcho, honcho dude. And they had me come there and talk about this untapped urban market, you know, with the bike life stuff. And I was like, I don't want to tell anyone. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't want to tell all these motherfuckers. You know, like, like I, you know, I was like, you know, it's, it's like a, a, a whole, you know, 80 people of all these other brands, you know, nobody's even in our market, you know, but they might, you know, and anyway, and, and you know, and Haro, the, you know, Joe Hawk and, and uh, what the other guy's name from Haro were in there, you know. John Bulgins. No, no, he wasn't. He was, yeah. But hey, hey, literally the next year, they're, they're, or is GT, GT, anyway, you know, it was literally, because I think Haro was already doing some stuff, but they had, no, they hadn't done a 29-inch bike. The next year, they did a 29, you know, and he was sitting there listening to me, you know, showing these videos and just saying, our sales have quadrupled, you know, and we made this bike, and it's our best-selling bike, and, and our, you know, it, you know, because you know, I kind of spilled all the beans, and sure enough, you know. But you know, you know, much respect to Haro. You know, they they they've got their niche, and they they go high end. Typically, they got the that slow ride bike, but you know, typically their bikes are high end and and marketed to the old 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 dudes. You know, they haven't really touched anything on the bike life wheelie culture. You know, uh, GT. You know, a year ago, looked like they're going to jump in on you know the bike life wheelie culture. You know, they flew some guys out from New York out of California, did a photo shoot with them, gave them bikes. And I don't think, I mean, you go through their social media, you know, they haven't posted, a, they don't do anything with it, you know, and, um, and, and even the guys they sponsored, I don't even think they've really even gotten new bikes in quite some time. So they're really not part of the game, you know, Throne is definitely, you know, with, with their, the goon squad, you know, they, they do, you know, they do good stuff. I mean, they got, you know, DZ bike life, you know, and, and block boy, I and mean, they got guys that are really core and, and down for the you know movement, you know, and, and some other guys, you know, so they're, they're about it, you know, I mean, they're, you know, they're, yeah, I mean, you know, and that, but then there's, then you have quite a few other companies, Sabrosa, Sunday, Fit, um, I'm drawing a blank, but I can name probably three, four, five other BMX core brands that do one bike, you know, they do one BMX bike, you know, and, you know, and typically that one BMX bike is probably going to be bought by more of a BMX guy than, you know, than, than a bike life kid. You know, so, so no, no other brands are really tapping this, you know, urban bike life market like us. And, and we, we definitely, you know, I mean, own, own pretty much own the market. So when I, I did the Philly ride out about in January, I hadn't been to Philly for like a, about two years and we did Philly ride outs. We did two other big Philly ride outs in I think 2017 and 18. And then I did this one in the early 2020 and I wasn't sure what to expect. Cause like, Ah, you know, there's a lot of other brands in this market now, you know, and that ride was, I don't know, 400 riders, 300, whatever. And 90% of them at least had SEs, you know, and it was just, it was refreshing to see like, okay, you know, it's not like everyone dipped, you know, and we're also coming off this long span of not having our, you know, not having bikes, you know, available, you know, after the bankruptcy and all that. So anyway, but was yeah. that, was so, that the right, was that the ride out where you went down the Rocky stairs and almost killed that kid? 
that was that was that was like two years. That wasn't this year. That was that was two or three years ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that, that was that one of those ones, dude. I I mean, you you can't watch that video and just cringe and like. <laughs> but dude, testament you to your bike my, So yeah, so I yeah, that was the first and only time I rode down the steps. You know, I ride walk up all the way up the steps. I was like, oh man, this is gonna be fun to go down there. And it goes down and levels out, goes down, levels out. And I think it does like four, five, probably five or six times. And I go down, go down, go down, and I, and I'm bouncing so much that I had to take my fingers off the brakes, you know, and, and, you know, and I would hold on, to, you know, totally. And I could see that dude down there at the bottom, and I, and I got like three more sets coming, you know, and I'm like move, you know, and I'm not, I can't talk to him, but I'm in my head, I'm like, oh my god, get because I can't really even turn, you know, I'm just barely, you know, and I just locked eyes on, it and and I just turned, move, 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 and he just barely got, you know, by the hair, just moved or whatever, and. And that last set, I think I cleared the whole set. Yeah, that was, yeah. I don't know if I'd do that again. That was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, like we're, we're at, uh, we're almost at like two and a half hours, man. So. Holy shit. I mean, I just like, it's, we're almost at midnight. I, I, I will talk to you till two in the morning. I just don't know if like the Zoom recording is going to hold up. So. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, my, my, I keep seeing my wife keeps saying, you okay over there? You alive out there? <laughs> After yeah. she was saying, yeah, she, she was saying that my daughter was asking for me. My daughter was crying and. And hey, I'm here with you guys. <laughs> I hear you, dude. Well, hey, we'll 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 definitely do this again. Um, I mean, I, I love I love chatting with you. I love hearing your stories. Um, I mean, what a, what a treat, dude, just to hear the history and and I mean, your passion, bro, comes through. I know you're you're horrible about taking compliments, but uh, <laughs> I mean, it, it's funny it's funny for me to sit back because I was there at, at 10, 11, 12, watching you know the Bob Harrow kind of build a movement. And, you know, like, here you are now. And I'm like, you know, I, I tell Craig this all the time. And I wasn't even going to say this, but like, dude, you're like, you're like the Bob Harrow of, of Big Bike BMX. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty incredible to well, think that you've always been here and, and you're still doing it, you know? I, thank you. I wouldn't, like, I would never want to compare myself to Bob on BMX terms or whatever, or, or our age terms that have saw what Bob Harrow did. But you've got these new bike life kids, you know, it's like, I go to one of these ride outs, I'm signing autographs like crazy, you know, like, like when I was, you know, when I was a top pro rider going to the X games, you know, and stuff, I was signing pro autographs like crazy. And then I kind of drifted out and started working and going to school and working in the industry. And I mean, those first few years that I was doing stuff for SE, I was so behind the scenes. I barely even rode. I just had to learn everything. But Anyway, the whole, you know, the whole signing, you know, being somebody was kind of not even, you know, on the radar. And now it's kind of weird. It's like, now I'm like, you know, you know, I mean, not within the BMX core community, but within just people in general, it's almost like I'm more popular, you know, than, than, you know, than I was back then, you know, but more, but, but it's these bike, you know, the bike, the younger kids, bike life kids that see me on social media, know I'm designing their bikes also. It's not like they just want to do a wheelie like me, you know, or do a trick like me. It's, it's the fact that I'm the guy that's designing the bikes, you know, and they, you know, they, they take pride in wanting to meet, you know, meet him, which anyone, you know, typically would, you know, even if I'm going to meet, you know, somebody who designed, you know, you know, I don't know. You know, or, or meet somebody in public enemy or, you know, obviously something like that, or somebody who designed, if I had a favorite brand of something, you know, and then I could meet the guy that designed it, that'd be, you know, pretty cool. And that, and that's one thing that is unique that another thing, I guess I take pride in that, you know, like I was just saying, almost every, not everyone, but, but a lot of people that ride an SE bike, 
they know who designed it. You know, they know who spec'd it. They know who went to the factory and tested it. They know who went to the top of freaking Mammoth Mountain and tested it. They know who's riding it. They know who's putting the first sneak peek photos of it. You know, they know that they, they have that connection, you know, and regardless if it's me or not, it's a person that they, they can connect with that person. You, you know, know and I gotta you don't say, get that with a lot of, sorry. Yep. No, Todd, sorry to interrupt. I, I was just going to say, I, I got to say huge props out to you because what, what's happening here. We always refer to them as wheelie kids or the kids of the bike life. It, it's huge props, man, because it's, it's the culture. It's like you've provided a platform for not only kids, but guys like Isaac and I and everything in between to get out there and have a culture where we get together all as one, right? I mean, it's part of your, it's part of your, your branding. You know, we, we ride as one. Um, and it's, it's so awesome because now we're, we're with the young kids the kids just getting into it. We've got guys out there on ride outs. I'm out every week doing a ride out. There's guys who are in their thirties, forties, fifties. We've got a guy that I ride with who's 60 plus years old. <laughs> it's the platform you've provided. And that's rude, rude dog, right? That's Rube, uncle Ruben. Yeah. That's <laughs> rude dog. He's got like over 2,300 miles already this year. And that was during that's COVID. Dope. But you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. huge props to well, you because you've created that through your design, through your innovation. Um, and and now it's taken on its own where you're, you know, you're giving us that, that push, but like you said, it's a movement, it's a lifestyle. It's a, it's everything yeah, in between. Well, thanks. Yeah. And, and two, two things with that one is, you know, we, we embrace, we embrace the bike life movement, obviously, you know, and I've even told our dealers at some of our sales meetings, embrace this movement. Don't shun them out of your store, you know, and there's been stores that have told me like in Philly, uh, Bustleton, I think is one of them that has said like, you know, we just had our best year ever. We sold more as, you know, not just selling SEs, but more, you know, they've been around for like 40 something years or, or, or we haven't had people demanding bikes like this since the mountain bike boom in the eighties, you know, you know, so it's like, you know, it's like, we're creating this, you know, anyway, uh, anyway, but we, what I'm saying is, is, is we feature these riders, you know what I'm saying? It's, I mean, it's, we, we post somebody and that kid's able to say, potentially 200 a quarter million people just saw my picture or video you know and we post them a lot you know and some old people do or not you know old school people diss us oh too much of that bike life stuff it's like but we see we know the stats of every single one of our posts and i know the stat i know the likes the count the engagement the likes the you know all and the the all, the whole, all everything about every post we do, you know, so whether it's a old school post or a racing post or, you know, a lot of the racers like, Oh, I need to do more racing. It's like, you know, we do some, you know, and we'll always be, yes, we'll always be a racing company, but, but it's like that market is so minuscule compared to, you know, compared to the other, you know, the, the, the other markets out there. Man, I'm a grown ass man, and I, 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 I was on your your page doing a, I think it was the, the tail whip or the lawnmower, the endo just recently, you know, and I'm like, I'm over here showing my wife, like, babe, look at this, check this out, you know what I mean? Like, I'm on the SE page. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. So, so we, yeah, we, 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 we embrace the movement. We're the first ones, and I think we're still, you know, you know, one of the only, you know, brands. You know, there's a few other now, of course, you know, but that really embrace this as and and that was why when i said that they brought me to that bicycle leadership conference you know that was you know was why they brought me there to talk about hey you know there's a whole nother demographic out there 
untapped potential. And and I don't always, obviously you can tell, I'm not always thinking about sales. Oh, we want to make these more sales. Like I, I, I just, that's just the, the after effect, whatever, you know, but, but just knowing that one of the ways I, I've explained it plenty of times is, is okay. You, you got the BMX pie, you know, the pie, you know, it's this big, you know, there's a lot of brands and a lot of, you know, if you talk about the riders in there, you know, the, the BMX pie, there's a small percentage of racers, a huge percentage of street riders, small percentage of ramp riders, flat line, flat landers. But here's the BMX pie. It just almost, you can kind of put your hands around the pie, you know? And it's like, yeah, we're trying, we'd like to grow, you know, grow that pie or get a bigger slice, but you know what? We're going to bake a whole nother motherfucking cake over here. You know what I'm saying? Like, like we literally have baked another right. cake, you know, like, like we're not even, and not that we stepped out of that pie, you know, you know, we still make race bikes, we still make 20 inch freestyle bikes. We still make single speed, you know, bikes. We make kids bikes, you know, but we've really, you know, created another element, you know, that didn't 100%. exist. hundred percent. Well, Todd, I'm going to, I'm going to end on one question. Um, and this is the one that is probably the most important question I can ask you. Craig, Craig actually posted it on his Instagram recently. You, between you and Buff, in the <laughs> contest. I'll smoke, I'll smoke, I'll smoke Buff. <laughs> so he, <laughs> yeah. You better hear that on. shoulder, Mike. You, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he's got to yeah. fix his shoulder. I got to fix my wrist, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, once we're both healed, yeah, we'll, we'll do a live, live, live wheelie contest. He gets he's all stiff. He 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 loses his neck when he wheelies like this. <laughs> but hey, let me let me I'll show you two quick things with a little sneak peek. Let me let me just be over here real quick. Actually, so well, I got grabbed this on accident. But this these are these are color chips that when we do the anodized anodized parts on the bikes. Those are all, oh, that's the, all the different colors. That's I picked dope. those up on accident, but but you might see uh, you might see these purple, Ooh. purple, purple. Actually, you know. So here here here's here's the, here's some some uh, some uh, product management. So we're going to use this grip Ooh. on a bike, which the black is black. And purples, Isaac. Yep. And then I was like, you know what? Let's do the real the real deal. All all purple. Okay. Anyway, so you might see this pop up on a bike. It might be in a few months or it might be next year, but but yeah, we Tom, got look, it at the, look at the smile on Isaac right now. Yeah. Look at it. <laughs> hey, I don't know. Can you see this? I don't know if you can see my grips right now. Hold on, let me move the slate. Hey, but 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 this purple also is a new this is this is you've never this purple's never been made by by ODI before. It's a new purple. I uh, see I see it back there. <laughs> Purple broke boys, dude. It's uh, dude. I got I got my my ripper. Like uh, it's literally that's the 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 color theme I'm going with. Is just that that my PK is purple, silver, and black. Oh, cool. So you can't make cool. me happy enough with more purple. Purple and aqua. You got me all day long, brother. That's a weird combo that that, that works. But yeah, so <laughs> yeah, we'll end it in a second. But yeah, so we've got a lot of new. We got a lot of new heat. We got we got so many new bikes. So so actually i know i keep rambling whatever but so you you know this we don't have a lot of you know the bikes we're dropping now we're only like five new bikes you know it's like okay it's the new arctic white big gripper it's the new beast mode it's the new pk275 it's a new dub ripper and that dub ripper is the first time we've ever made a 20 29 plus pk ripper which is you know like the the, the uh monster you know the monster quad 
Um, and then we did uh, the STR1 quad angle, which will come out in a couple of months. Um, and then, you know, we did the Gaudium, a new, a new freestyle bike or updated version, you know, but we were kind of light this round of new bikes, but our next round, which will be dropping late summer, we're, we're coming out super heavy, you know, like, like, like bike after bike after bike of upgrades, upgraded frames, new frames, new tires, new, new bikes. We have some new models that we've never made before um yeah we've got a lot of a lot of shit and then we'll be dropping some other stuff this summer that nobody knows about too so that some other kind of yeah unique shit but yeah so yeah we we have so much heat and that, that's what always kind of keeps a smile on my face always knowing that there's more shit coming well you heard it here folks keep keep an eye on the se instagram todd's instagram todd's facebook i mean it's it's coming and you better be ready for it that's 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 the, the biggest takeaway here uh, you know, be ready for, for what Todd's about to drop. Cause that's He's it's dropping exciting. heat, man. You heard yeah. it right from Todd dropping <laughs> some heat coming this summer. So yeah, get up your shops now, let them know, <laughs> let them know you're ready and, uh, be pay and be patient with your shops there. It's, it's right yeah, now. I yeah, mean, that, everybody's getting bikes. So be cool with your shops. Yeah, and, and that's why I have to chill sometimes of letting too much stuff out. Cause all of a sudden I let a sneak peek shit go. And that somebody's going to their bike shop, asking the bike shop about it. Bike shop's like, we don't know nothing about that. Let's call the rep. They call the rep. The rep goes, I don't know nothing about that. The outside rep calls the inside rep in, in the headquarters in Philly. And they go, I don't know nothing about it. You know, which, yeah. But it's kind of, so I, I, I've, I've, like I said, I've totally flipped the, the, what usually, you know, you used to be, like I said, we do a presentation. We let the reps know, the reps know, the, let the dealers know, the dealers put on the floor, the kids come into the store, they see it, then the kids know, but it's totally opposite, you know, and I am a fucking headache for our reps and especially our internal guys because they get hit up with questions all the time, you know, but what we're doing, what I'm doing, it's working. It's a pain in the ass for them internally, I'm, you know, but I don't care about that guy. I don't care about that guy, you know, in the cubicle, but it's like, I got more important shit that I'm doing, you know, then I know it's a pain in the ass and I know I'm doing this backwards, but it's working, you know, and one good thing that, you know, the corporate upper management has really for years and years and years has kind of let me do my thing. You know, they haven't really, you know, tried to mold me into, you know, the, how the other brands work, you know, it's like, Hey, it's working for us. You let it fucking go, you know, which has been fun. It's literally, I can do, I can kind of do whatever I want because I'm the director. This is what happens when you get, <laughs> this yeah. is what happens when you get a writer in charge of your company. When the writer's a director, we all win as writers. So there you go. Well, Todd, thanks so much, man. I appreciate it. Tell your wife, thanks for letting us have you for so long. Okay. Craig, Thank you, you as well, man. Pass it along to your wife. Thanks for letting us hang out. No, man, it's been good hanging out. Todd, thanks, man. Big props to you and what you're doing and uh, right. just keep doing it, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's freaking rad. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thanks. Thanks to you guys for, you know, keeping the, you know, keeping the old school flavor in, in this whole thing. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be meeting up at a ride out sometime soon. You absolutely. Absolutely. So you can find Todd Lyons on Instagram at Todd Lyons, L-Y-O-N-S. I don't even know why I'm telling you. I already know this. <laughs> uh, you can find him on uh, Facebook. I can't tell you enough, man. You got to follow him on both because it is the content that he posts on Facebook is a little bit different than you see on Instagram. You get a lot, you get a lot of, uh, a lot of videos and, and a lot of uh, people sharing pictures back, man. It's just a real fun thing to do. So make sure you're following Todd on all of his social platforms. Follow Essie 
on all of their platforms to stay on top of all this stuff. And we will see you out there at the rideouts. Santa Cruz just got announced, so we're excited about that one. I've, I've seen that all over Craig's page. Uh, people are hitting me up, man. You go on Santa Cruz, you go on Santa Cruz. Uh, you know, we're going to go to Santa Cruz. We're going to have some, some fun out there. Look for Todd. Look for all the, uh, the fellows out there. Rickard's going to be out there. So, uh, Cycle Squad Maniacs. D-Blocks with Cycle Squad Maniacs. They'll be out there. Yeah. There it is. You heard it here. So thanks, Todd. You take care. And uh, we look forward to these new bikes coming out. And, and thanks for the bikes that you just dropped this week, man. We're stoked. Thank you. Yeah, we'll keep, uh, keep, uh, keep on keeping on. We make it happen. Man, that's what an interview, right? Uh, Todd Lyons, thank you so much uh, on behalf of Craig and myself for, for coming and hanging out with us. Uh, that was a, a long interview, uh, even though we broke it up into two parts, man. We had a great time. And what's funny is, man, you could tell how much fun we were having because I tried to break, like, okay, man, hey, let's wrap it up. And, man, Todd just talked for another 15 minutes or so after I was like, hey, let's wrap it up. So um, hats off to you, Todd, for making time for for a couple old dudes like Craig and I to sit down and talk with you and for making yourself available to uh, fans of SE Bikes and, and to share so much knowledge and so much of what's going on. Um, it's so cool of you to do that. Like, I don't know any other brands that are actively uh, participating in the bike life community like you are. Um, you know, it's you don't see, I mean, I'm not dogging any brands, but you don't necessarily see the people in charge of a lot of the bikes that, that we're all buying and loving um, you know, interacting and commenting on Instagram on our posts of people that ride your bike. So uh, on behalf of like the entire bike life community, thank you for being so active in that. Um, it's obvious like you have a passion for bikes and we all appreciate it. So keep doing what you do. We appreciate it. Thank you to everybody that's watched this uh, for, for hanging out with Craig and myself. We truly appreciate every single comment. We truly appreciate just watching and uh, we look forward to doing a lot more of this. Stay tuned. we got some pretty heavy uh, hitters coming up in, in some future interviews. So uh, we hope you just continue to tune in. Uh, can't tell you this enough. Like and subscribe to these videos. Hit the notifications if you want to know when uh, new videos are coming up and when we're posting them. Um, and we just appreciate being part of this uh, you know, bike life movement and the big bikes. And just having someone to talk to, man, about the, the old days, the new days, and everything in between. So... Thanks again from all of us here at Big Bike BMX. We appreciate every single one of you. Have fun. Go ride your bike. Hope this was inspiring, and we'll talk soon. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Sarah. And we're the hosts of Pantsuit Politics, where we've built a community around grace-filled political conversations. And we wanted to share the words of our listeners because they understand best what we do. Susan told us, Many times I've used your words when my own have failed, opening doors that allow for discussion rather than debate. Amber says we encourage her to be more involved, to be a better citizen, and to be part of her community. Nicole said, Listening to you two process with one another is the only way for me to become unstuck. With the impending election on the horizon, join us and our amazing community of listeners at Pantsuit Politics as we prepare to vote, process the election, and prioritize our values and each other. Make sure you participate in our democracy by listening to Pantsuit Politics and, of course, exercising your right to vote. ACAST, 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 ACAST recommends. recommends.